Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Well, that's just awesome, isn't it? Hi, it's, uh, it's Trump Day. It's April 18th. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, now there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Barbara Bush has passed away at the age of 92. The tributes are coming in. Uh, I believe Friday is going to be the uh, the service. So hold her in your prayers. Uh, the more again, I was young when she was. I was just a uh, an early teen when she was the first lady. So I can't act like I knew everything that was happening, but I've seen some clips of her speeches and what she stood for, and I like the fact that as I get older, I realize this too. Her big thing besides literacy was make sure you spend time with family because when you get up there in age, you're not going to sit back and say, man, I wish I, I closed another deal at work or I did this at work. You're going to say, I wish I spent more time with my family. And it, you know, as you get older, you realize that. Second thing that I think you need to know, Pima County, roads, roads, forget the roads. Pima County votes four to one. The supervisors, only Allie Miller against it, to accept a closed down golf course given to them because the owner doesn't want to have to pay for anything anymore. Uh, And it's going to cost at least 90 grand to fix up to make it into a park and 100 grand a year to keep it. You got to hear highlights coming up of uh, Allie Miller skewering this one, which was fantastic. Third thing, I think you need to know uh, the next Secretary of State, he should be, Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, apparently secretly met with Kim Jong-un over Easter weekend, trying to set up the meeting. I think it's down to five places now between uh, Trump and um, and uh, Kim Jong-un, where they're going to meet. And by the way, uh, the fact that North Korea and South Korea are going to just uh, finally end the whole war thing officially and talk about peace... And Trump is uh, really getting in there with this uh, murderous, dictating piece of crap, Kim Jong-un, about getting rid of his nukes. If Obama was able to do all this, the media would be slobbering, slobbering all over him. This is some pretty big freaking stuff that Trump's doing. And all you hear about is Jim Comey and Stormy Daniels and Trump's attorney. That's it. Yep. That's it. By the way, what do you think? One of these, one of these places where they're going to meet. I think it's going to be like at the buffet, like oh in Vegas, God. the Bacchanal. <laughs> I want to meet at the Bacchanal. They're going to meet at Mister Ron's in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. Going to have some teppanyaki, some sake. Kore- Korean guy taking over a Japanese restaurant or owning it. Look, Kim or Jong <laughs> or Un, whatever your name is. Get rid of the nukes. <laughs> I'll take the fried rice upgrade. <laughs> House fried. House yeah, fried. Right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, this story, you got to hear some of these highlights. Uh, this is uh, this is really <laughs> remarkable. What? What's your problem? Mr. On coming to go, I want you to meet my son, Garrett, over here. <laughs> my favorite son. My favorite son. My favorite son. <laughs> there you go. Uh, with Don and Kim, like what? Anyway. So, uh, the uh, Allie Miller, Allie Miller was all over this, and I have highlights. I'll put the video on my page at knsd.com and on my Facebook page so you can see it and comment on it. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. It'll be up there in a little bit. Uh, Steve Christie letting us down. Apparently, the people in Green Valley are all excited 
that a closed-down golf course is now going to become property of Pima County, so taxpayers get to pay the bills so that they can uh, convert it into a park and that kind of stuff. And and uh, oh, we all need a park. We got to have a park. We can, we need a park. How about how about those roads? And I know what you're saying. What's the difference? I mean, we need like a billion dollars to fix the roads. What's a hundred thousand dollars here? It's a drop in the bucket. But that's everything. What's a hundred grand here? A hundred grand there? A hundred grand here? A hundred grand there? I guarantee if this was put up to a vote for Pima County, they'd say no. Taxpayers would say no. But uh, you have this golf course. And again, how about Oro Valley? <laughs> uh, D- Davis Monthan closes down their golf course after like 70 years. Because it's just, it's not worth the cost. And then you have this golf course that's been closed down in Green Valley. Um, it is the Kanoa Hills Golf Course. It used to be the Kanoa Hills Golf Course. Closed for several years. Morgan North is the owner. Doesn't want to deal with anything. It's just a big giant money loser. So Morgan North is like, take it. Just just take the 130 acres. It's all yours. It's all yours. What's awesome about this is Assistant County Administrator Nanette Slusser said annual maintenance costs are expected to be less than $100,000. Well, that's just nice. I mean, as long as it's that good of a deal, right? And Allie Miller was like, you got to be kidding me. This is just another another gigantic expense. Allie Miller was all over this. Again, Steve Christie, all, he, he thought it was great. What are the groups that, that, that loved the idea of this golf course becoming a park? Oh, we'll get to that too. Uh, first, let's play number 40, though. Allie Miller yesterday at the Pima County Supervisors meeting. And they did a lot of stuff there, by the way. They passed a resolution, too. I forgot to mention this. They passed a resolution uh, condemning the... National Guard being sent to the border. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, led by Supervisor Dick Elias. I mean, he is some kind of stupid. He actually said, you ready for this? Uh, Pastor, was, was he like, I wonder, you know, would anybody ask Dick if uh, if he was this, he had the same feelings when Obama sent the National Guard to the border as well? Uh, they passed a resolution opposing the recent deployment of National Guard forces to the U.S.-Mexico border, something Supervisor Dick Elias called, quote, an attack on our way of life. What the hell does that even mean? An attack on our way of life. You idiot. I mean, this guy is really, I mean, there's stupid and there's like special stupid. And this guy is really special stupid. An attack on our way of life. Illegal immigrants coming across the border is an attack on our way of life. Dick. This is what this guy has to worry about? I mean, listen, Dick Elias has already made racist comments about the Border Patrol claiming he's going to get pulled over because he's brown. If he goes north of River Road, they're going to pull him over. He needs his passport. Another moronic thing to say. Again, special kind of stupid. Special kind of stupid. Now let's get back to Allie Miller. We'll rip on him a little bit more later. Uh, Allie Miller, uh, this is what she said about the situation of the golf course owner just donating the land to Pima County and the taxpayers for the bill. Here we go. But it's just we've invested money in doing these studies, and I get it. The landowner does not want to have to do the maintenance himself. He doesn't want to have to fix it because let's just give it to the county and let the county taxpayers fix it. There's another problem. We can't keep doing this. This is why our roads aren't fixed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it is true. It is true. But you you know what you know what's even better, right? This is just this is phenomenal right here. 
It's going to cost a lot of money. Matter of fact, let's play 41 real quick. We got to do that, and then we got to play what Chuck Huckleberry said, which is maybe the dumbest thing of all time. But let, let's let's go with this one. Here we go. When I look at this, and you've described it, these pictures, it shows this golf course is a mess, and it's going to take a lot of money to clean it up. I know Mr. Huckleberry's got roughly $90,000 to clean it up. Um, that concerns me because that's um, not much money to do all the work that everyone was talking about here, the, the paths that are destroyed to get all the grasses cleaned up. And then 100000 a year to maintain it. It's just another expense <coughs> given the times. Uh, I'd love to get a park for everyone, 10 parks. We would love to do that. Everyone would love to do that. But when we're facing the situation we're facing with our roads, it's a safety hazard as well, the roads. It is a safety hazard. You get a park. You get a park. You get a park. Oh, boy. Uh, let's play uh, Chuck Huckleberry now. He says it's a good idea to do this. 43, I think, right? 43? Yeah, listen to this. Chuck Huckleberry explaining this is good. Here we go. There's no liability. Uh, we would expect that over time, as a natural park reestablishes itself, is that the adjoining properties will increase in taxable value. There you go. So apparently the park will make those other homes go up in value, and eventually they'll, those homeowners will pay more in taxes to the county, which will then offset the magical about hundred grand a year to, to maintain the parks. You know what? If they want the park, why don't they just all get together and pay for it themselves? You know, HOA, all these groups wanted it. Why don't they just make sure they get some kind of a fund where they all pay in and they maintain it, right? One more real quick. I thought this was phenomenal. 44, Allie Miller talking about how Parks and Rec there at Pima County actually rejected the donation at first because it was such a money loser. Here we go. The Parks and Rec's department director refused this donation when it was offered to the Parks and Rec's department in Pima County. That wasn't long ago. They refused it because of the cost of maintenance, because of the cost of improving it. Um... And even if you keep it a natural open space park, I will quote from that memorandum from the Parks and Rec director who refused to take this into inventory. Maintenance of this property will be extremely costly mm. for which natural resources Parks and Recs does not have the funds. Complaints are expected to be significant, which will likely lead to ill will with the surrounding community and it does not fit into any recreation or conservation plans that the Parks and Recs Department has in the Green Valley area. Therefore, we have no desire to accept this donation. That was when they went to Parks and Rec. That was the feedback they got. Wow. But, you know, Steve Christie and the other three supervisors said, doesn't matter. We got to do this. We got to take it. I mean, everybody wants parks. It's just vital and stuff. I mean, they went to the actual department that is in charge of parks. And they said, we don't want this. It doesn't fit anything that we do. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Extremely high maintenance costs. A lot of complaints about the upkeep. Ah. Who needs roads fixed, right? Who needs roads? 
you know, this is really not good for Green Valley. There's no pickleball courts. Are they going to build pickleball courts? Oh, man. Oh, really? Okay. Because I want to get to what Steve Christie said as well, because this is remarkable. He's letting me down, this guy. Uh, Bill, welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning, Gary. What's up, Bill? Hey, this this uh, converting this golf course to a park is a total waste of money. Green Valley is a 55 or older community. Now, that being said, most of them are at least 65, 70, 75. They're retired. So they, they're probably all past 65. They walk the golf courses. They don't go to a park. They're not going to use it. It's going to be a total waste, and it's never going to be used. Well, I'm assuming that nobody there wanted the golf course because it went out of business. Well, there's enough damn golf courses around Green Valley. There's uh, <laughs> six or seven, if you, if you count two back also. There's not enough revenue. No. Uh, dividing up the population of Green Valley, 60,000, 70,000. You, you know, I got to get the soundbite. I didn't put it in. Just but a total waste. You're right. I got to get the soundbite. And thank you for the phone call. You're right. Um, I agree with you. But I have to get the soundbite of Huckleberry trying to explain why it needs to happen because if it does if they don't do this and put it on the back of Pima taxpayers then the state's going to have to take it over and it'll be years before it's resolved okay what do they think it's going to become weeds and grass is going to grow high and anyway some of the if that happens all these groups that care about it so much should get out there with some lawnmowers and mow it 624 ready to hear what Steve Christie said about this and he voted for it and this is we don't get these donations all the time. Mm. Nothing better than somebody donating something to you that costs you money. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. All right, we'll continue. Uh, you can comment, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, well, that coming up, plus uh, at about uh, 640 this morning, uh, what the TUSD superintendent said about the possibility of a teacher's strike. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I think teachers are really stepping in. You see them? I was driving all around town yesterday, and I and I saw a bunch of teachers uh, from Amphi all, you know, on different streets with their red T-shirts on. They're bringing their kids out to make like those bigger crowds, all this other stuff. Eh, are they really going to strike? That's not... It could be illegal, by the way. I'll talk about that, too. It's all coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. 629... On this uh, hump day, it's going to be a little warmer today. Uh, we are already... No, it's warmer than that. What? It says right now on my computer it's 46 outside. It, hell, heck no. 85 and sunny today. It's got to be a heck of a lot warmer than that. That's That's you know, got to be wrong. Don't question the computers. Why not? Because they're smarter than well, you. Well, maybe. And they'll remember that. No, they apparently I'm, double, I'm going to different websites. 46 outside? It felt like it was so much warmer. Anyway, 80, 85, 86 or so today is the high. Enjoy it. Uh, really quick, let's go to uh, number 47. Steve Christie, Pima County Supervisor Steve Christie, voted for this. Uh, and here's why. Listen to this. Green Valley has embraced this open, natural setting with unbridled enthusiasm. And already, maintenance partnerships to care for the park are in the works. This property conveyance to the community of Green Valley is thoroughly supported and endorsed by the Green Valley Recreation, Green Valley Saladita Chamber of Commerce, Country Fair of White Elephant, Mark D. Napier, Pima County Sheriff, 
the Town of Sawadee to the Department of Parks and Recreation, wow. the Kanoa Hills Redevelopment Committee, the Green Valley Desert Hills Number 4 HOA, the Green Valley Council, and the Santa Cruz Valley Bicycle Committee. Well, bicycle first off, what the there. hell is Napier? Who cares if the sheriff thinks it's a good idea or not? Who gives a crap? And the bicycle committee. You know, if all these people think it's a great idea, then why don't they just pay for it? Pitch in. Come up with like, uh, like 70, 80 grand, and the city will cover the rest mm-hmm. for the county. Mm-hmm. They should just do it all themselves. Or do it all themselves. Do it all themselves. You guys want it? Here you go. Yep. Unbridled, first off. When he said unbridled enthusiasm, that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard because it reminded me of Seinfeld when Kramer had to read a transcript for Elaine and he described it with, un- throw me up over there real quick, just throw me up over there, they, they, hopefully this will work. Well, it's, uh, it's a story uh, about love, deception, greed, lust, and unbridled enthusiasm. <laughs> Unbridled enthusiasm. That's what I. <clears throat> yeah. This show is making me thirsty. Exactly. Thank you very much. Unbridled. That was a bad version. I've been trying to find a better version of the unbridled enthusiasm. Not there. Anyway, uh, there you have it. We'll have more sound bites because I only scratched the surface. Allie Miller did a phenomenal job in pointing out why this is bad. And unfortunately, it all went for naught because, uh, well, you got the crazies and then Steve Christie. Says it's a great idea. Makes no sense to me. 632 on KNST AM 790. Uh, We'll get to more of that in the next hour of the show. Uh, Teachers, teachers, it could be illegal if teachers go on strike. Did you see the teachers uh, on different streets throughout uh, Tucson and Oro Valley yesterday? Did you see that? In their shirts, in their red shirts, red for red, everything else. Um... I'm not liking this, and apparently teachers better watch out if they do this because they could lose a lot of support. We'll talk about all this and what the TUSD superintendent said about teachers going on strike. It's all coming up in about five. Here's Fox. Talk. 641, thank you for hanging out on this Trump Day. Three things I think you need uh, to know. I got to put this uh, to number one. Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, soon to be Secretary of State, as long as people get their act together. Apparently had a secret meeting over Easter weekend with Kim Jong-un to work out details of the meeting with Trump. Pretty incredible stuff. Pretty incredible stuff right there. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Pima County voted 4-1, to one, only Allen Miller dissented, to uh, convert a donated golf course in Green Valley into a park. Uh, about 90 grand to turn into a park and about 100 grand a year, just under 100 grand a year, in annual maintenance costs. Yeah, awesome. I mean, what about those roads? Who needs roads? But they did that because, as Steve Steve Christie said, there has been unbridled enthusiasm in Green Valley for this park. Unbridled enthusiasm. Again, I haven't heard that since Kramer said it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Third thing I think you need to know. i got to bump this up. There's a story in the Free Beacon. Trump's tax reform law is fueling a positive economic outlook in the states. Nobody else is talking about it. A new report released by the American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC, ALEC, found that closed loopholes and deductions at the federal levels are resulting in increased revenue at the state level. 
which, when invested properly, could provide for greater economic dividends down the line. But I thought it was terrible. It's it's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's adding deficit. Man, these these states, it's just terrible. Whoa, look at that. You cut taxes, and all of a sudden tax revenues go up. Isn't that funny how that works? We'll get into that. Three things I think you need to know. What is that? Oh, Donald Trump retweeted something in Japanese. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Trump, the uh, Abe. The, yeah, Abe. Abe, the prime minister of Japan, tweeted something out in Japanese. And Trump translated, and Trump retweeted it. That's just so funny. But okay, it's about when he got to Florida. Um. <laughs> I just think it's funny that he retweeted something in Japanese. Yeah, all right, take that. Don't don't you doubt the Don? One of his grandkids will be able to read Japanese. So there you go. You have that. All right. Um. <laughs> Let's play. Uh, is TUSD superintendent who doesn't want to talk to us? Shockingly. Uh, Gabriel Trujillo, because the teachers may strike. You saw all throughout town, if you're driving around yesterday, a bunch of teachers from Amphi, 17 miles. It wasn't 17 consecutive miles, but for 17-mile stretch, you see them in bits and pieces along roads, Oracle and some other roads. Uh, and they were out there with signs and all dressed in red, but it wasn't all teachers. I mean, they had family members out there. They had kids to make it look like it was really big and everything else. Uh, and anyway, uh, Trujillo... Uh, was talking about the possibility, asked about the possibility of a strike. And he said he backs what the teachers are doing, 49, please, backs what the teachers are doing by, you know, doing things after school hours and everything else, but he can't support a teacher strike. Here we go. Because at the heart of everything we do is service to students. And I'm supportive of walk-ins. I'm supportive of Red for Ed. I'm supportive of gatherings before and after the workday. I can't be supportive of an action that takes teachers away from students. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess the last time there was a strike, a teacher strike here in Arizona, 1980. You know that? And, and you know, I was talking about this. I was at my son's t-ball practice yesterday. Parents were talking about it. You know what it comes down to? And again, teachers, you know, oh, we got to teach. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I totally understand that it's very important that you make money and we all need to make money and it's not, nothing's ever fair. Everybody thinks they should make more. I get it. But you know what? If you are sitting there saying you demand money, it's just not fair, you haven't gotten a raise, all this other stuff, that's fine. But as someone that's going to have to pay more money for you to make more money, isn't it okay if I question, if other people question, why are kids coming out dumb? We had a guy call the show. Remember when the guy called the show, Ryan, who was excavating land? And he said that kids from Tucson. Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, right? Yeah. He said kids are coming out, they graduate, they can't even read a tape measure. They can't write. You want all this extra money. Are we not allowed to ask why this is happening? Now, maybe it's not your fault as a teacher. And that's fine. But why are kids coming out and they're not able to read? They're not able to write. They're not able to do math. They do basic things. Now, when, and it's not every kid, but there are a good amount of kids that, that have these problems. Now, is it all your fault? No, of course not. It is not all your fault. If parents aren't following up, I, I get, you know, listen, I, I get it. But if all of a sudden we have these kids that come out, they graduate, and they can't really do much, should we not hold you accountable? How can we hold you accountable? Just by showing up? By you trying hard? Don't mistake effort for accomplishment. What are we supposed to do? How can I judge if you deserve a raise or not? 
What about the bad teachers? Do they, do they deserve uh, raises as well? Or just the good ones? These are some serious questions. And I understand it's frustrating. If you haven't gotten a raise in a long time, you say, this is garbage, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. You get what you pay for. But tell me why you deserve a raise. And if the best part, the best reason is it's been a long time, that's not good enough. Any private business, you go into your boss, you say, I deserve a raise. He's going to say, okay, or she's going to say, okay, tell me what you've done to deserve a raise. If you just sit back and say, well, you know, I've been here a long time. And it's not fair. That's not good enough. It doesn't work. You notice the one thing, and this is what I've noticed, none of these teachers point out to any success stories they've had, right? There's no success stories. We deserve raises because kids are now reading better. They're at a higher rate. They're a higher this, higher that, blah, blah. Where There's none of that. And if you're going to sit there and blame the parents, okay, fine, I get it. If you're going to sit there and blame whatever, why not then be, a, be louder about the curriculum? If you think there are things that are just being taught that don't need to be taught, they're stupid, do something about it. Do something about it. Don't tell me you can't. I'm telling you, if they walk out, if they strike, this, this is not going to be perceived well by the community. No, 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 no. You're going to lose everybody. I'm just telling you. Let's go to Todd. Todd, welcome to KNST. Hello, Todd. Garrett, good morning. How what, you doing? All right, what's happening? Garrett, I I I, uh, I have to sit at soccer practices like three days three days a week. So I hear it from all different parents, all different kinds. There's parents out there that are that are saying, well, these these teachers should be uh, based off of performance, right? You've heard that a thousand mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And then I've got parents that say, well, how come they don't talk about all the wasted money with the illegal kids that you know? have been shipped here from across the border and being put in the school districts. There's millions of dollars that's being spent on that, that, you know, technically they should be shipped back to their country. You know, you really, know? Not, not to interrupt you, but I talked about that yesterday. I said that uh, right after that Tennessee meatpacking plant was raided uh, a couple weeks ago, 97 people arrested here illegally. All of a sudden, yeah. the next day, over 500 kids didn't show up at the local school. Yeah. You know, that that's, listen... That's a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's a lot of. We're we're, we're just we're, we're bleeding money through the school systems, and that's why, like my my kids are all in charter schools. Almost all of my soccer players are in charter schools, and it's just because the public schools have. I mean, the teachers don't even want to be there. It's it, it really is a sad situation, but. So I know what you're saying. So then it's like, why should we pay more money for this? Because all teachers exactly. do is complain. They complain about how everything's going and how everything's doing, but nobody wants to change it. You know, and if they yeah. say, go, what, what are we supposed to do? Open your mouth. Make change. Out it, people. It, That's what you need to really, do. It's really the public teachers you see out there in the yeah. public uh, light. You don't see the charter. I mean, like, uh, you don't see any of our basis, uh, uh, which is where my kids go. You don't see any of their teachers out there protesting. Of course, they want more money, and they want more money for education. Who doesn't want it? You know? Exactly. Who does, so, really quick, so all the, the parents at your soccer practices, they're... they're st- they, they're obviously what I'm getting from you is they're not all for it, or at least they're questioning. If you want to raise, show us why, right? The the best the best one I had was from the youngest parent. This this, this kid's like 18 years old. He's got two kids on the team. Oh wow! He, 
Yeah, I know. And uh, he had him when he was 16. Or, no, he had him when they – not exactly sure when he had him, but he had he him when young. he was in his teens, young teens. But, okay. anyways, he's a, cool, he's a cool kid, and he said, you know, I believe in performance-based. He said they should put money in a general fund, and then at the end of the year, you know, teachers that did outstanding things, instead of just giving them an award and, and calling them the teacher of the year, give them a check. Let, let, them, let them have something to uh, – to, to, you know, fight for. That I guess way, the, your, yeah, your, the, your better teachers would get a bonus at the end of the year, yeah. which would which would help out for their summer. But it would be performance based. You know, the only thing it's it's just hard to gauge it, right? Because what then would stop a teacher from just you know fixing the grades? Yeah, yeah, you know that's that's the it's so it's a tough thing to do. Right. And then like like it's like hey, listen, I know you're not going to break the bank as a teacher, but you know that going in, which I guess not it's not an excuse. I get it. But you get three months off a year. On top of that, you get a pension. And if you don't like it, like we had a teacher call last week, she decided to retire early because she just couldn't take it anymore. Right. And you get it. Right. So listen, if I don't like my job, I can't just retire early and get a paycheck. Yeah. You know, another parent said that these, these, these teachers don't understand that technology hasn't hit the classroom the way it should have. It's, it's been held back. I mean, um, they, these teachers can easily be replaced with a TV and a DVD. You know, with with the way technology is, it really you 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 could put your fingerprint on a on an iPad to log in as, as yourself, take a test, and and it'll go straight to the uh, your your test results would go straight to the uh, state, not the school, so they wouldn't have a chance mm. to to falsify or you know change grades like what's his name did. Oh yeah, the guy from Pueblo. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the, but the schools have fought that. They they don't want that kind of technology in there. But you you really could um, replace a lot of these teachers with uh, technology. Well, just like you can McDonald's, McDonald's employees yeah. with robots. You're right. Hey, Todd, appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you for the Take for care, sharing. Man, love the show. Thank you, dude. Be good. Thank you for coaching the kids, even though it's soccer. Um, Six fifty three. We'll continue. By the way, I, I actually for the first time in a long time. Went to a McDonald's for breakfast. And let me tell you, 15 bucks an hour? Chick couldn't figure out how to just ring up. I want to paying extra for egg white delights and all this other stuff. I'm Holy, I'd rather just have a kiosk where I know I could order myself and get it correct. Oy. We went there over the weekend after a t-ball game, went there for a quick breakfast. Man, what a nightmare that was. We'll continue. It's KNST. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Oh, yeah. 708, what's up with you? It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790-Tucson's most stimulating talk. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on today. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one, former CIA director, when he was the CIA director, and now he uh, should be the next Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo had a secret meeting over Easter weekend with Kim Jong-un of North Korea. He secretly met with him to talk about the planned meeting between Trump and Kim Jong-un later this year. Oh, baby. I'm telling you, this is really incredible what Trump is doing. And if, again, any other president was doing it, the media would be applauding. Not here. 
Not here. Second thing that I think you need to know, Pima County taxpayers on the hook once again for some bad spending. Forget spending money on the roads. Four to one. Only Allie Miller voted against it. Pima County accepted the donation of about 130 acres of an out-of-business golf course in Green Valley, and they're going to spend 90 grand to convert it into a park and about 100 grand a year in annual maintenance costs. Isn't that just great? Yeah. Nice. Because there's, as Steve Christie said, unbridled enthusiasm for this down in Green Valley. Unbridled enthusiasm. Stop quoting Kramer. Third thing I think you need to know, and this is another thing that this should be talked about. There was a report released yesterday. The American Legislative Exchange Council found that the Trump's tax reform closed loopholes and deductions at the federal level, and it's resulting in increased revenue at the state level. They said if you invest this properly, if the states do, it could provide for a greater economic dividends down the line. What? It is increasingly positive now, the economic outlook for state governments across the country, thanks to the tax reform. Wow. States like Maryland, Washington, Kansas, and others have seen their revenue bases widen. Widen. So now lawmakers are trying to figure out how to invest this to foster greater economic growth. Notice this didn't happen when Obama was president. This is just another thing that is not being talked about by the media, but it's called winning. Winning. Stormy Daniels winning. Three things I think you need to know. We'll get back to the teacher stuff. We'll get back to the... And I love to hear from teachers, too, by the way. On what basis, besides you've done it for a long time, do you think you deserve a raise? Right? Where are the success stories? And if you can't achieve them, what can you do to achieve them? What can be done by you or the schools, the districts, the administration to help you achieve them? 880-KNST, 880-5670. We'll get to that. Uh, More on the uh, ridiculous spending of Pima County again. But first, illegal immigration. Remember when Obama was running? Remember when he won? Canada, the pretty boy up there, Justin Trudeau. He didn't like what Trump had to say about illegal immigration. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, um, there was a uh, tweet in January of 2017. The same time that Trump was inaugurated. This was put out by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Right? Trudeau. I'm saying that correctly. Trudeau. And uh, it's, uh, he tweeted, To those fleeing persecution, terror, and war, Canadians will welcome you regardless of your faith. Diversity is our strength. Hashtag, welcome to Canada. And of course, all of these people are crossing the border illegally. That's right. Story in, uh, in Forbes, August of last year. Talking about Trump cracking down on illegal immigrants in the U.S., having some unforeseen consequences for Canada, flood of recent migrants crossing the Canadian border from the U.S. is unprecedented. Originally from Mexico, from Honduras, El Salvador, they come. Somalis with criminal records, Haitians fleeing expected cancellation of their American temporary protected status, and even a Syrian family flying into New York City on tourist visas making their way to Plattsburgh, which is upstate New York, where they took a taxi to the border. All of them fleeing to Canada to search for a better life. All of them crossing the border illegally. That was in August of last year, right? August of last year. And they keep, they keep arriving. It keeps happening. 
So now finally in Canada where they're welcoming everybody, they're realizing, holy crap, we got to pay for this? What? You know Quebec? They are getting um, inundated. Inundated. There was a story in the Globe and Mail, which is up there in Canada, right? Really quick. The number of, what do you want to call them, migrants, illegal aliens, whatever you want, has tripled to 6,074 from about 2,000 during the same period in 2017. And it's forecast to increase significantly this summer, said Canadian Immigration Minister David Hurtle. Quote, even if the, even the numbers we're getting from the federal government show us that the situation is different, there's going to be more asylum seekers, so we need a new plan. He suggests, well, he said projections suggest there'll be up to 400 crossings a day this summer, up from 250 in 2017. And in Quebec, I mean, they're, they're right there. They're getting inundated. The province said, in addition to frontline services, there are other costs like health care and education that are stretched in education. That's why I said why teachers should be pushing for illegal aliens to be sent home because there'll be more money in schools for themselves and books and everything else, right? Quebec is maintaining its request for an additional, for additional funds to cover $146 million. They're requesting additional funds to cover $146 million in unprecedented expenses from last year, irregular border crossers. They'll love that, irregular. And they're going to have more this year. So they're going to need a lot more than $146 million bucks. So Immigration Minister Ahmed Hussein was asked about this. And this is just classic stuff right here. You ready? You ready? Apparently, before we play your sound bites, the changes in the Globe and Mail story include increasing the cost threshold for medical inadmissibility to three times the previous level. He confirmed the new number would land around 19 grand. 19 grand! Previously, immigration applicants could be found medically inadmissible to Canada based on a set of criteria that largely affected people with disabilities. So they said, basically, if you have a disability, we're not paying for it. Isn't that just nice? They're very welcoming, aren't they? Hussein said the policy the government is updating is 40 years old. Changes will take effect immediately. Most of the people who have been affected in the past are economic migrants. So they're changing their policy to accept people that have disabilities, and they're going to gladly pay for it. So good for the media. Unlike our crap media, the media in Canada is like, where are we getting the money for this, dude? Listen to the dodging. Here we go. You compensate the provinces yes. more people yes. if you're going to be accepting yes. more people mm-hmm. with disabilities yes. and assuming that perhaps it costs more uh, to, to um, educate or care for someone with a disability. Yeah. Who is going to pay for it? That's the question. Oh. We, will the feds? we will pay for it. And we, as you know, we provide transfer payments to provinces and territories. And so uh, I'm confident that Canadians uh, understand that we have to take a holistic approach to this. Holistic. We can't uh, look at the, the cases that I highlighted. We can't look at contributions made by, by people. Uh, without uh, looking at the whole picture. And the fact of the matter is Canadians understand that we have to include Mm. people with disabilities. And so this policy is way out of date. We have to bring it in line with where we are as a society and where we are as a government. And so that's what we're doing today. Are you giving more money to provinces to pay for this? Are you yes or no? In in my comments at the end, I said we will reflect on these changes to see the impacts that they'll have. Uh, so we, we, we have to wait and see what the numbers will be. And what guarantee do you have 
Well, the Canada Health Transfer is, you know, takes into consideration the health needs, the health funding needs, healthcare funding needs of provinces and territories. So this will be captured under that commitment. He still didn't answer the question. At least they care. None of our media ever care. They never ask the question. They want to offend Obama. Quebec is, they're like, we need money. We're waiting on 146 mil from last year. We're going to get even more migrants, if you want, illegal aliens this year. Who's paying for it? Oh, man, so friendly. Such great health care up there. Oh, it's just so awesome. And how about the fact they didn't let anybody in if they have a medical disability, which, by the way, that is their right. Why should they take people in? Just like what Trump says. Why are we taking people in that can't pay for themselves? We need to take the best of the best. We need the best and the brightest. Why are we taking people that are going to be a a drain on the government, a drain on taxpayers? When Trump says that he's the worst person ever, Canada's done it for 40 plus years. I just found that to be very interesting. You? Good luck, Canada. Good luck, Trudeau. Good luck. You want to make sure he's still there? 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can comment on this if you'd like. There's other things we're talking about, Pima County, and again, they're spending money on open land instead of roads and teachers. And I think this is a great question. Teachers, they were all over the roads yesterday here wearing red shirts, trying to figure out uh, if they can get your uh, support by waving red shirts and saying, we need money, fund this, fund that. And I'm saying, again, I out of all the stories that I've seen, all the interviews, I've never heard teachers say, we need a raise because we've done such a good job. Here's examples. It's all, we just need more, and I haven't gotten a raise in a while. You also get tenure. You also get a pension. You get three months off. I mean, there's give and take, right? So again, teachers, where are the success stories that justify your raise? Bill, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, I'm calling you out, Gary. What did I do? Well, you're saying that there's kids out there that can't read a tape measure and don't know how to do basic functions in life. I'm telling you that I got one right here that does. Well, was your child a product of Tucson or Amphi Public Schools or Flowing Wells or Sunnyside? My kid has never gone to school a day of his life. Well, there you go. He's 14 years old. So you're homeschooling he's already, him. He's already had full, well, not full-time, but say 25-hour-a-week jobs. As a matter of fact, two days after he turned 14, he was working at a deli down the street. Wait, there's a deli? A deli, yeah. You know, like making sandwiches and salads for people. Like, like, wait, 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 wait. I got you. Like a New York-style deli or like one of these chain delis? It's a chain deli. Ah, okay, it's not a deli. All right, so you homeschool your kid is what you're saying. That's what I do, sir, yes. Yeah, yeah. so what's your reaction? I mean, what, how, you know, what are you doing differently? And teachers, um, my take on the teachers. Yeah, uh, I think that they ought to get a pay reduction and a and a uh, drop in benefits. Wow, that's what I think. Um, I'm going to say ninety percent of the other kids that we run into are socially dysfunctional. They do not have any idea what's going on. They uh, they're they're in it for the benefits. I've actually heard teachers flat out say, "Well." This, this job provides me good benefits. And that's okay. And I can understand that. I can, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that their attitude about that is wrong. That is a goal that a lot of people have, and yes. I do understand that. Yes. So you, know, you, you, you want to you put yourself in a position to have good benefits later. That's the whole idea of working 
your way through adulthood to retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have just found that they, uh, they tend to not put their job first. They tend to put themselves first is what I've, that's been my perception. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And listen, I get it. Look, there's like everything. There's good teachers. There's bad teachers. There's good of people and there's bad of people. Yes. Um, and the bad teachers are bringing down the good teachers and maybe the good teachers are saying, well, I'm trying really hard, but there's nothing I could do. I mean, I got administration. I got this. I got that. Not my problem. I mean, if I I'm went to my boss, I'm a carpenter that, craftsman. Yeah. I see it in my industry. All the time. In what way? What well, people about? that just want to get the day done and get out of there. You know, uh, the framing attitude that you can't see it from my house, so just do it and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, I run into that all the time. It makes it real hard for me to maintain my level of expertise that I do. You know, I have to put myself out there a little harder sometimes to make up for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's teachers out there that have to put, you know, extra out there to make up for the bad teachers. I gotcha. You know, I, I think it happens in almost every industry. Well, there you go. Listen, thank yeah. you, Bill. Thank, thank you for sharing the story, man. I think people need to hear what you have to say, things like that. I appreciate it. Good luck with your son, man. Good job. Hey, thank you, and everybody have a good day. You got it. Take care. <laughs> Fire it up. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, again, I think that's a pretty big question. I'm waiting for teachers. I know you're getting to school. You can email me, Garrett at KNST.com. You can tweet me. You can Facebook message it. Uh, you can call. What justification do you have to say you deserve a raise besides the fact you think it's just not fair you get paid so little? Where are the successes? In the real world, you only get raises based on successes, and even then you don't always get raises. 723, we'll continue in five. It's KNST. Chen. Hello, 7.30. It's sunny today, high of about 86 or so. Uh-huh. Now, again, you can go to uh, knst.com or you can go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. There you can see the video that I put up of uh, Ellie Miller challenging the people on the board about Pima County spending money on a park or a golf course, converting it to a park, and it costs about 100 grand a year maintenance fees. Uh, it's all there. You can comment on it on my Facebook page. I mean, it's just crazy what they're doing. Who needs roads fixed, right? Who needs roads fixed? Uh, let's go to a teacher that is calling in. Hello, teach. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Hi. You're on I, the air. I, good, good, good. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, start, start. Good. I I just have two comments. If you'll let me. Sure. Um, my first comment is that you mentioned that uh, uh, we we get summers off and all these breaks off and, and that compensates for the low pay that we that we get or that that's a trade off for for the low pay but um, n- none of that is paid vacation so we only get paid for the time we're in class with students well can't well first off so let's just say you make forty thousand bucks then you get forty thousand bucks for nine months yeah that's great but i don't get i i've been a teacher for um over uh, about 14 years but in the state of arizona i don't even make anywhere near forty thousand dollars a year how much do you make um i take home i make less than thirty thousand dollars are you talking about after taxes um, my contract reads thirty three thousand dollars a year. Now listen, I think that's terrible. 
Listen, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Uh, but you have to, I mean, do you, are you at least willing to see my point of view also that where are the results? And if you can't achieve the results that you want, because we should all be measured on results, what can be done to change that? So kids actually come out more educated. They, you know, I, I know that it's hard when you work some, wherever you work, because uh-huh. some kids can be unruly and it's dangerous and it's this and it's that. But at the same time, the problem though is I I see your point. I I get the public's point, and that that Arizona performs in the lowest, the lowest part, in one of the lowest um, or performing at the lowest in the in the U.S. I get that. Mm -hmm. But part of that problem is that I don't have access to up to date materials. There's holes in my in in the windows of my classroom. I don't have books that are up to date. I don't have materials. I have to buy paper. I have to buy pencils. I have to buy things out of my own pocket to supply my own classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to buy if I want paper to write on for my students. I have to purchase that for them. If I want pencils for my classroom, I have to pay for it. If I want markers, I have to pay for it. If I want anything other than Kleenex and whiteboard markers, I have to pay for it. Do you think so they're doing that's coming do you, out of yeah. my pocket? And that's terrible. Do you think there's a lot of money wasted in schools? At, at the higher level? Yes. At the state level? Yes. Or administra- administration? Money wasted. Administration? At the, at the administrative level here in my yeah. school district? Yeah. No, I don't. Because so I see all. where that money goes. You can look it up. You can see it. It's public. Mm-hmm. It's public knowledge. I can see where that money goes. And no, I don't think a lot of it's wasted. So you're saying but that the reason it's wasted at the yeah. state level? Yes. Okay. And you're saying that the reason that kids are coming out and they can't read tape measures and their reading isn't up to par and the math is up to par. I don't have rulers. I don't have rulers for my students to use. So, yeah, if my students can't read a ruler, it's because I don't have access to one. So you're saying that the reason, okay, they can't read the tape measure in that aspect. Is because you don't have rulers. The reason that they aren't reading correctly, they aren't, uh, they can't add or whatever. I don't whatever have it is. a library at my school. I don't have. If I, my students, some of my students like to read, I bring books from my house and give them to students to read because I don't have library. I don't have access to text like actual novels or books for students to read just for enjoyment. What what grade are you teaching? High school. I teach high school. Can I ask what high school? No, I'm not going to share that information. But I don't have a library for my students to read out of. Can I ask what school district it is? No, of course not. Ugh, well, I can't. No. This is the problem. If there, are pri- if there are issues, we can't even figure out how to fix it, and you're asking us to pay more money blindly, throwing it at it as if it's going to work. Because it's all it's statewide, and, that, and we're not just asking for raises, and that's the second point I was going to bring. But it's not statewide. Teachers, there are schools that have libraries. Teachers aren't just asking for raises. We're asking for funding. If you would read what the teachers are requesting, it's not just raises, because the reason we want raises is so that good teachers want to come to the state and stay and teach. We're tired of teacher turnover rate, so we want teachers to come and we want them to stay. And teachers aren't doing that here in Arizona. They're coming and they're seeing the crappy wages and they're seeing the crappy funding and they're leaving and they're going somewhere else. And the other thing that we want here in this state is we want funding to go back to the, to the way it was previously. We all want that. funding was yeah, better. I, I, get, so I get it. Listen, listen, the economy went to garbage. Right, you know, you, of you, course. Do you think you're the only industry that took a hit? We lost so many people. In radio, nobody's helping us. 
You have no idea that how many. Are, are how you many... raising the future? Are you are, are is radio raising the future? Oh, I'm of, sorry. Your uh, job generation? is more. So your job is more important than mine. You're raising the future generations. Yes. You're raising okay, your the jo- okay. children that are going to take over the the next generation. Is yes, it's more important. Yes, that's more important. Okay, you don't think that I have an impact in any way that's positive in that of aspect? Of course you do. Of course uh, you do. Okay, but, I, I have to do the jobs of five people. Hang on, no, give me a break. Give me a break. Important. Okay, yes. good. And you know what? There's a million people that could be teachers that graduate every single year. There's there's like three jobs in radio in this town that do what I do. Maybe two. Actually, one. But anyway, I don't want to argue on that. What I'm saying is that everybody has taken a freaking hit. We haven't had funding levels at our business. We keep losing people left and right and has to do a hell of a lot more. It's what happens. It's reality. Uh-huh. Okay. If, you think, if you want to think that radio is more important than education, I'm not getting into this tit-for-tat crap. But, what I'm saying is that, you know what, until, until you start outing and your teachers start outing the problems publicly... Nobody knows, and nobody's going to give a crap to fix it. You know, you can't, you can't just ask us to give you money blindly if you're not going to name the school, the this, the that, where these bad things are happening so we could figure it out. You, you can't do and that. And how is that going to help you figure it out? Are you serious? If you don't shine light on a problem, that's how you fix it. If there's not public pressure, it doesn't get fixed. I think there's been public knowledge of what's been going on. I don't know what school. My kid's school has a library. You tell me it's statewide they don't have libraries? It, it, it's 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 pretty state funding is is pretty okay. state i got gotcha. you yes. i got gotcha. you well thank you listen uh i'm sure we can work out some kind of a deal we'll have to see we're late it's knst here's fox 745 i'm a little bit late after that teacher gary lewis with you here on knst am 790 tucson's most stimulating talk your spidey sense go up with that that last teacher won't name the school district the school the this the that i don't no library? I don't know. Jim, welcome to KNST. Hello, Jim. Hello. What's going on? Well, I just wanted to make a comment on the last caller that uh, said that she had 14 years experience teaching experience and her salary was $33,000 a year. That seems a bit low. I mean, even to start, I thought it's thirty six grand to start. Well, of course. I mean, all you have to do, every district in the state of Arizona publishes their salary schedule on their website, and if you'll look at any one of them in the state of Arizona that's a public school, nobody pays 14, uh, with 14 years' experience, pays $33,000 a year. I mean, you could find that at a private school, possibly, but in a public school, no way. And high school teachers get paid more they get the highest pay of any of the K-12 teachers. So really? 33000 that's ridiculous. And that's a problem. I think if teachers would just be honest, um, I think they do deserve a raise, but I think that they need to be honest about it. In what way? Well, in telling the truth about the, the profession, the pay they make now, for instance, like the last caller, the second thing about all the long hours that they put in, the ruse there is that they like to say that they put in these long hours, and in doing so, they compare themselves to hourly wage earners, but they call themselves a profession. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody else that's a professional that has a four-year or six-year, eight-year degree um, is a profession. And they all put in extra hours beyond contract dude, time. I'm with you, because man. Because they're not hourly employees. They're contracted. I'm, dude, they're I'm, exempt. I'm, I, I, get, I get so mad at that. And teachers, for the longest time, they complain, why take work home? 
everybody takes work home. I mean, I, I probably work, and I'm not complaining. I do okay. But I probably work anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week. Every There's not a day that doesn't go by where I don't do prep. I don't do stuff. I'm at home logging into the computer. It's always happening. Always happen. So, like, cry me a river when that stuff happens, you know? Yeah, so if you're a professional, which you are, you have a well, profession, yeah. then you put in more than an hourly time oh, period God, yeah. in your profession. Oh, God, So yeah. it, teachers want the best of both worlds. Yes. They want to compare themselves to hourly wage earners when they say they put in the extra hours, but then they want to call themselves a profession and professionals when they want the prestige. So let me ask you this. You worked in schools in the past? Yeah. What what did you do? I was a school administrator. Okay. And I'm retired now. Okay. Um I mean, what's the way to fix this? Is it like what I said with that last caller where if there are there are lots of bad things going on, lots of issues, but it's like the teachers never want to talk about them, so they'll never actually get fixed. So we keep going in this this failing cycle over and over well, the, and over the, again. The way to in my mind the way to fix it is that you look at a state's uh, gross uh, yearly annual product, like how does the state rank economically in the 50 states? So let's say Arizona ranks 49th in education spending, right? Yeah. But is Arizona 49th economically in the state's rankings? And so if the state ranks, say, 15th economically, then I think their state employees should be paid at the 15th Rank well, okay, I got you on that, but I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the fact that, um, you know, just as a parent, all I see and all I hear are teachers brainwashing kids, giving them propaganda, giving points of view. I have teachers that come up to me at events at beer clubs for men, and they want the raise, but then they tell me also, man, there's such a liberal bias. I can't say anything. If I say anything about Trump or an illegal alien, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. They're, they're, they can't do anything or say anything. And I'm thinking, well, why the hell do I want to give this particular profession more money when all they, all they do is things that I disagree with? Well, the, the thing about the teaching and the education uh, business is the fact that uh, schools don't make up anything. It's all given to them on curriculums that have come down from on high. So all the liberal bias that you're seeing in education the past 20 years is not the individual teachers doing. They're getting curriculum that is uh, by state standards, and that's being controlled, and so that's how they get what they're supposed to But it's to not teach. just that. I mean, like, we had a, a flowing wells. They had a math teacher teaching transgenderism because he's transgender instead of teaching math. And I call the school, they don't even call back. They don't want to talk, well, they, they ignore the other, it. Well, the other thing you need to realize, Garrett, is that schools don't set the trend for the society that we live in schools are a reflection of the society no, that no, we no, live that's in. a bunch of crap that's a bunch of crap give me a break you know what that no, guy no 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 hang no, on. no 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 that guy no, be quiet be quiet for just a second jim all right be quiet for just a second that math teacher chose to dress in a skirt and not teach math <laughs> that day and actually teach about being transgender i didn't do <laughs> well, that nobody it, forced I him i don't doubt it garrett i have no doubt and you, you must understand, like when you talk about arming teachers, giving them guns in schools, yeah. you have to realize that there are, teachers are normal people. There's crazy ones. There's ones that break the rules. There's ones that um, do all kinds of things. And so as a former administrator, when you talk about giving them guns, there's plenty of them that are on mind-altering drugs. 
How many teachers nowadays oh, are caught let's give in a raise. sex abuse scandals with yeah, students? That's, you know, but again, it's not like you're just handing them to them. They go through training. They got to pass different background checks. They got to go through psychological checks, man. Come on, really? There's not really psych. I don't understand yes, about are. psychological. It's tests. called fast. Google what happens in Ohio school districts and fast and arming teachers, and we've talked about it on the show. You'll see all the answers right there, man. What's to stop a teacher? Then let me ask you this: What's to stop a teacher from bringing a, gu- a gun to school right now and shooting everybody? Answer: nothing. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. There you go. That's my point, Jim. Thank you very much. You almost had me at hello. It's KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. 809 on this Wednesday. It's Trump Day. It's April 18th. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, we find out the former CIA director now, well, should be Secretary of State soon when he's confirmed. Mike Pompeo had a secret meeting with Kim Jong-un over Easter weekend to figure out details about the the Un-Trump meeting, which will happen. Wow, I mean, it's, listen, this is huge, huge, huge stuff. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Pima County. Roads? Nah, roads, whatever. Uh, they voted 4-1, to the supervisors. Allie Miller was the one lone vote against this. To accept 130 acres donated to Pima County from a person who owned a out-of-business golf course. They accepted it, even though it's going to cost about 90 grand to fix it up. Who knows, it may be more. And then about 100 grand a year in maintenance fees for a park. Uh, Steve Christie voted for it and said there was unbridled enthusiasm, like Kramer, uh, for the park unbridled enthusiasm yep third thing i think you need to know let's talk about the economy just real quick this is not being reported in many places which is kind of well it's not surprising uh free beacon washington free beacon story trump's tax reform law is fueling a positive economic outlook in the states why should we talk about that less than six months old this tax reform law by trump championed fueling an increasingly positive economic outlook for state governments across the country. See, they close loopholes and deductions at the federal level, and it results in increased revenue at the state level. Uh, state level. And they said, if we invest this properly, this could provide greater economic dividends down the line. So states are making more money. States, even though tax cuts happen, states are actually collecting higher tax revenues. Wow, how about that? Three things I think you need to know, because you're not going to get that anywhere else. That's what I do for you. Um, now I'm getting all kinds of reaction about the teacher talk. As a matter of fact, there's, there's other stuff too. And you know, there's, again, there's positives, there's benefits to teachers, there's tenure, there's other stuff, things like that. But we, we're not, we're not off in the summer. We don't get paid for that. Cool. You can go get another job for three months or two months in the summer. That's what teachers did. My, you know, maybe it was before me. So Long Island, I mean, they make over a hundred grand a year, but taxes are out the wazoo, property tax, everything. It's, you can't afford to live there. You can't afford to live here. Right. My parents told me, though, in the summertime, when they were kids, back in the olden days, walking uphill both ways to school, no shoes, in the snow, my parents said teachers used to get summer jobs. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. Um, now, uh, there's, uh, there's more before I get even... Uh, where is that, where's that story that... How come I missed that? The one you had earlier about that uh, professor saying the horrible things about Barbara Bush? 
where can you just keep going oh yeah yeah okay cool i couldn't i couldn't find that for some reason now um there is a fresno state associate professor named ronda gerar actually celebrated the death of barbara bush on twitter on twitter um she tweeted psa like public service announcement either you're against these pieces of bleep and their genocidal ways or you're part of the problem that's actually how simple this is i'm happy the witch is dead can't wait for the rest of her family to fall to their demise the way one and a half million iraqis have bye wow she then tweeted after that Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal. F out of here with your nice words. Yeah. Um, and apparently, she then tweeted this. And this, I mean, she's a professor. She's not to be compared with teachers here that want more money, and I get it. But this is part of the, part of the thing. She tweets, sweetie, because somebody said when somebody tweeted her, when you start losing writing gigs, you won't think it's funny. Just so you know, this kind of garbage is why I stopped voting Democrat. And this, and this Rhonda Jar, this Fresno State Associate Professor, tweeted, sweetie, I work as a tenured professor. I make 100K a year doing that. I will never be fired. Hmm. You see, that's... That's the arrogance. Yep, that I can't that's stand. the arrogance, big time. And people have heard that from teachers on the. And again, not comparing that teacher, but it's the whole tenure thing. Okay, unless you're having a you know a, a sexual relationship with the student, pretty you pretty uh, pretty safe at your job. Unlike other places, it's a give and take. It's a give and take in that aspect. By the way, I'm getting um, a lot of emails about this stuff. Um... So here's one which I thought was quite funny because apparently my job is not that important. Of course, you know, it's very important to make sure that you, uh, I mean, I'm not downplaying teachers, but I, this whole thing where everybody has the most important job ever. So they're raised, they're doing the future. Again, look at the kids that are coming out. Look at the millennials. Doing what? Yeah, I mean, that's, they're raising the future. They're teaching the future. Okay, great. So anyway, I get this email, educating the future, some education, more like a socialist re-education. Talk radio is saving the country right now. Before Limbaugh, the left and only the left told us what to think. No library, no supplies, no books in a high school, and she won't even tell us where it is. No wonder nothing ever changes. That's my point. That's what that teacher did. I'm like, nobody should stand for that if that's actually true. Problem never gets fixed unless it's talked about and exposed. That's why my BS meter was up with her. Now, there are some teachers that do listen, that love the show and disagree. Here is one from down in... Well, here we go. I'm a teacher, ex-teacher. So I don't understand this. So I am a teacher, ex-teacher in Sierra Vista. So I think you were a teacher, but you're no longer a teacher. I don't understand that, do you? So I am a teacher, and then she writes dash X teacher in Sierra Vista. We make about 10 to 20% less than the teachers in Tucson. I was in the same situation as that teacher on the phone. If I wanted students to write, I had to give them pencil and paper. Our books were over 15 years old. You want it. You know, if people, I, that's the thing. This whole, this whole situation with the teachers, they're doing it wrong. Holding up signs on the street, demanding more money because, you know, fund our future. We want more money. You know, people look at that and they just say, 
Well, you get some suckers that'll just be like, oh, teachers, yes, okay, honk, honk, awesome, I agree. But others are going to say, you just want more money? We all want more money. But again, why? Where does it go? What, what's your reasoning? And if teachers start talking about and showing the books, put it on social media. You want to know why we need more money? Look at this book. Look how out of date it is. Look at this. Nobody sees this stuff. Well, not only that, every year, dude, we get a list that we have to buy supplies for our kids. Okay. Been doing it forever yes. since they, they, since they yeah. started school. My parents Rings did it too. Of paper, yes. rulers, yes. pencils, pens, yep. color markers, uh, yes. hand wipes, hand wipes, okay. uh, toilet tissue, regular tissue, so on and so forth. Yes. So, I mean, if you're missing a lot of those things, the parents are already supplying a lot of these supplies I guess for the poor, kids. In poorer schools, I guess they're not doing that is what they're saying. Because the parents, the poor I don't schools, go to a rich school. I, I'm just well, saying, my kids don't go to a rich school. I'm just saying, that's that's what they'll say. But we don't know that your book is 15 years old. I have no idea. In, show it. Expose the problems. You want to get people to say, "Man, you know what? They do deserve that." That's how you win the argument. Teachers, I mean, they're just like a bunch of. It, honestly, don't take this the wrong way, but they're acting like a bunch of union thugs demanding things. It's like the fifteen dollar, you know, dollar an hour mob that's out there just demanding fifteen bucks an hour to flip a burger at Burger King or McDonald's. Which again, I can't tell you how ridiculous it was. I went to a McDonald's a couple Saturdays ago after my son's t-ball game, and we went there to get him some pancakes. Right? Uh, we went there just just to eat some breakfast, and it was the worst service ever. I mean. First off, everybody's tatted up, necks and everything, and I'm like, okay, um, and that's fine, but you don't deserve 15 bucks an hour, and I'm telling her, right, I want, an, I want an egg white delight meal, but I also want an extra egg white delight, but I don't want that, and then she's just, I wound up paying for like extra egg white sandwich, I just didn't care at that point. Couldn't get the coffee, I need this, I need that. You want 15 bucks an hour, I'd be better off, it would have taken less time, I waited online for 10 minutes, it would have been less time for you to go to some screen at a kiosk, bam, 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 done. 15 bucks an hour. Anyway, we don't know these things. So then anyway, this, this, this woman wrote, you know, her books are 15 years old. You want to know what we do? What, you wanted to know what we do that is worthwhile, worth a pay raise? She writes, my students could and did clep chemistry college level. I guess college level, whatever that is. At the college level, when they finished my course, the last graduating class earned over a million dollars worth of scholarships for their academic successes. I had homeless students that I fed lunch every day. Look, congratulations. This is great. We truly do not get summers off. We're in our classrooms. I know teachers that aren't in classrooms. She says we're painting and repairing, taking classes to keep up with technology. Don't you get paid for that? Best practices, and of course, revamping our lessons. Our Over the shorter breaks, I lugged home 150 lab books and our final exams to grade. I get it. We all take work home. My wife was up till 11 o'clock last night doing work. In bed. No, teachers are not in it only for the benefits. We're in it for the kids. Some, yes. When the government offers us a 20% pay raise over three years, that will not even keep up with inflation. We have not had a cost of living raise in over six years, and they took away funds that taxpayers voted in. That's a slap in the face, and I hope teachers do walk out. Well, okay. P.S. I love your show and listen to it every day on the way to work. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm getting more of these things. Um, some tweets. I like this one. My wife is a high school teacher, and and you would never hear her say that nonsense about being the most important job. That is the type of teacher who doesn't deserve a raise. Wow. So we have that. 
Um, I love this. This is a buddy of mine. Uh, the same teacher screaming for a raise and threatening to strike love open borders and entitlements costing hundreds of billions each year because of inclusion and other things. Teachers say, teacher says she's raising the future. She's doing such a great job. Why are kids eating Tide Pods and snorting condoms and now eating soup out of the toilet? Ridiculous. Soup out of the toilet? That's a new one. You might have to YouTube that one. <sighs> well, I didn't know that. how to cook. Well, there's that. <laughs> Lucille, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hi, Garrett. Hi. I've been listening to your show all morning, and I'd like to comment on a couple of things. Okay. Um, the teachers keep saying that they buy school supplies and all of that. My grandchildren tell me that at the beginning of semesters, lists go out of the supplies that children will need for the semester, and um, the parents you know, help by buying school supplies. Now, I don't know if that's true with all of the schools, but I just can't wrap my head around teachers having to buy all these supplies. Secondly, that none of these teachers, as you say, will speak up where it's necessary to speak up. What is the real reason why teachers in Arizona don't stay. They they come here, they have the dual language problem, they have this problem of trying to teach Spanish, talk Spanish, talk English, and try to get the same amount of education into a school day. You know, the teachers have to talk about the real reasons why teachers leave Arizona. We've talked to teachers in Arizona who left because of the tension, the, the uh, you know, the dual language problem that just causes them to say, I can't do this. I can't do this. There's not enough time in the day to do this. And, you know, and I don't know, yeah. I just think that the teachers have to talk about that, too, when they're talking about the difficulties of their job and, and why teachers won't stay. It's not always the money. You know, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting what you're saying, because, and again, I'll, I'll bring this up. A buddy of mine whose wife's a teacher, uh, she taught in an amphi school last year, and there were like 24 kids, and over half couldn't speak English. And as soon as Trump got elected, or was a year and a half ago, all of a sudden, her, her, she went from like 24 kids to the class to like 13 or 14. And she said, now all of a sudden it's so much better. The kids that couldn't speak English, they didn't have parents. We couldn't get in touch with people that were adults, all this other stuff. Obviously here illegally, they just sent them here. They would hold the whole class back. They couldn't do anything. There was distraction. She felt bad for the kids, but there's nothing you could do. I mean, she felt awful, but it held all the other kids back. And now all of a sudden Trump comes in, all these illegals just decide to flee and you got the class size down and the kids want to be here and the kids are actually learning and it's a much more enjoyable experience. My buddy said my wife was miserable. And then all of a sudden the big change because Trump gets elected and the illegals, you know, they, they, they leave and everything gets a lot easier. And this is yeah. something we need to talk about. That's why I brought up the, a couple of days ago that Tennessee meatpacking plant that was raided, 97 people arrested for being here illegally. All of a sudden the next day over 500 kids didn't show up to the school district. Mm-hmm. You know, how well, much money are we spending on illegals getting educated that can go back into buying new books, buying more supplies. But I remember, I'm 41 years old. We, my, my parents were given a list. We had to go buy all these things and bring it to school. Not for everybody, but for us, you know, you know, markers, Sharpies, loose leaves, this, that. We all did that stuff. Yes, and we live in an area where people are very generous, and they're always gathering supplies to take to the schools. You know, they gather school supplies up, 
some representative takes them down to, you know, a different school. It just seems like there's constantly being given, given, given to the schools, and I just can't see where the teachers are having to buy all these supplies where there's where there's so much being given, even down to shoes and coats mm-hmm. and gloves and, and well, all Well, but it, it does happen, though. That's why Trump actually put in the tax reform, I believe. I think teachers can get up to five grand or so, or 500, maybe 500 bucks uh, back for doing that uh, up front. So it, it, does, it does happen. It does happen in that aspect. So, Lucille, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. I'm just short on time. 825, we'll continue. We have so much more to get to on KNST. 840, thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it's kind of a big deal, I think. Uh, Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, should be the next Secretary of State, had a secret meeting over Easter weekend with Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. To figure out how he's going to meet with Trump when that's going to happen. Um, craziness, isn't it? Do you ever think that would happen? The guy's a murderous dictator. Trump's not going to forget it. Got to get rid of the nukes. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that Pima County decided to accept the donation of 130 acres of an out-of-business uh, golf course down in Green Valley. And they're going to spend about 90 grand, probably more, but 90 grand to turn it into a park and almost 100 grand a year in maintenance fees. Roads? Roads? What roads? Allie Miller are the, is the only, was the only one voting against this. Third thing I think you need to know is that the economy, man, the economy is cruising. It is cruising right now. As a matter of fact, the Washington Free Beacon has this story. I'll put it on my Facebook page. Trump's tax reform law is fueling a positive economic outlook in the states. There was a report from the American Legislative Exchange Council. It said the Trump tax reform closed loopholes and deductions at the federal level and it resulted in increased revenue at the state level. And if they invested well, it could provide all kinds of dividends down the line for a long time. So states are all of a sudden realizing we have some more money. Tax rates were cut and yet we're collecting more money. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Because the tax revenue bases have widened. How about that? Three things I think you need to know. By the way, um, really quick, Starbucks going to close their stores for an afternoon. When was it, May? I think it was in May, right? They, they're going to um, close 8,000 stores for an afternoon so they could teach their uh, racism training. How to not do racism or something like that. Where is it? The reason I said that, uh, May 29th they're doing this. And the reason I said, is it racism training? Is uh, you, you ready? You know who's going to... Um, you know who's going to do the racial bias education day? You know who's going to help him do it? Eric Holder. Oh, yeah. Former attorney general under Obama. That's all you need to know. Starbucks. Can you make it worse? Can you really make it worse? Why not have Al Sharpton come in? Why not have Al Sharpton and some dude from the KKK? Having racist teach race Why relations? not? Yeah, exactly. Eric Holder? Really, Eric Holder? Holy smokes. Yep. Get ready for some white hating. That's what's going to happen. I don't uh, like white mochas. You like white mochas? I don't like white mochas. Why? Because they're gross. That's that's racist. You know, I told you. I it co- is? I, I, I cover my bases. I, uh, There's no such thing as white if chocolate. I do, if I do, you shut your mouth. White chocolate mocha. It's all covered. Blech. It's the most diverse drink they have. <laughs> I thought it was a pink drink. Shut up. All right, let's play some uh, Allie Miller. 
Pima County decided to uh, not fix the roads again. I know. What's $100,000 a year and a $1.3 billion budget? What? I moved hundred grand here, hundred grand there. So some uh, out of some defunct golf course down in Green Valley, the owner's like, I don't want this anymore. You take it. And Pima County, it's in Steve Steve Christie's uh, district. Sure, sure. Allie Miller summed it up. I have the video on my page at Candesty.com. It's on my Facebook page as well. You can comment on it if you see it. Let's play forty first. Here's number forty. Allie Miller. Uh, yesterday at the Pima County Supervisors meeting. Go ahead. But it's just we've invested money in doing these studies, and I get it. The landowner does not want to have to do the maintenance himself. He doesn't want to have to fix it because let's just give it to the county and let the county taxpayers fix it. There's another problem. We can't keep doing this. This is why our roads aren't fixed. Yeah. Maybe Worldview could pay us back. Why can't they pay for it? Why can't the, the organizations that want this pay for it? Let's do 41 Allie Miller. I mean, she's the only one that called this out. Only one. Again, 90 grand just to fix it. It'll probably be more. And then 100 grand a year or so in maintenance fees. Here we go. When I look at this, and you've described it, these pictures, it shows this golf course is a mess. And it's going to take a lot of money to clean it up. I know Mr. Huckleberry's got roughly $90,000 to clean it up. Um, That concerns me because... That's um, not much money to do all the work that everyone was talking about here, that the paths that are destroyed to get all the grasses cleaned up. And then 100000 a year to maintain it. It's just another expense, given the times. Uh, I'd love to get a park for everyone, 10 parks. We would love to do that. Everyone would love to do that. But when we're facing the situation we're facing with our roads, it's a safety hazard as well, the roads. Yep. You think if they had this for a, uh, a bond issue or a special election or a prop, people, you do, do you want us to pay for this golf course to be converted to a park? You think it would pass in Pima County? Hell no. 42, more Allie Miller. She was all over it, and she always gets ripped in the media because the media is stupid. Here we go. If you wonder why your roads don't get fixed, because there's always a shiny object out there, the yep. next shiny object that is available that people want to spend um, money on. And this has happened time and time again. And um, it's just um, time that we stop doing this and stop taking more property off the tax roll. Again, we're losing the property taxes. What is the amount of property taxes that this property pays per year right now? Anybody? Does anybody know? Anybody? Turns out they found it at the end of the video is eighty eight hundred bucks a year. So that's nine thousand a year basically that they lose out on. So we lose out nine grand and it costs us a hundred grand. So it's a hundred basically a hundred nine thousand dollar flip, right? To me, because you go from making nine to then having to spend a hundred. So you lose the nine and add on anyway. You know what? I want to hear the best. Let's go to forty four. The parks and rec department was offered this and they didn't want it. Listen. The Parks and Recs Department director refused this donation when it was offered to the Parks and Recs Department in Pima County. That wasn't long ago. They refused it because of the cost of maintenance, because of the cost of improving it. Um, And even if you keep it a natural open space park. I will quote from that memorandum from the Parks and Rec director. 
who refused to take this into inventory. Maintenance of this property will be extremely costly, mm -hmm. for which Natural Resources, Parks and Recs does not have the funds. Complaints are expected to be significant, which will likely lead to ill will with the surrounding community, and it does not fit into any recreation or conservation plans that the Parks and Recs Department has in the Green Valley area. Oh. Therefore, we have no desire to accept this donation. Wow. That was when they went to Parks and Rec. That was the feedback they got. And then what happened? They accepted it anyway. They accepted it anyway. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, now, here is really good. Chuck Huckleberry. You got to hear Huckleberry. Let's do uh, 43. Chuck, I think this is Chuck Huckleberry. If it's not him, it's somebody else, but I think it's Huckleberry. Here we go. Listen to this. There's no liability. Uh, we would expect that over time, as a natural park reestablishes itself, is that the adjoining properties will increase in taxable value, uh, which will then offset any maintenance expenses of the county. You got to be kidding me. So if all of a sudden they spend all that money to, uh, again, 90 grand up front, 100 grand a year, it's going to raise the value of the home so much that the property tax revenue from the homes in that area, it's going to be more than 100 grand a year to offset the, uh, the maintenance fees. Really? Play 46. 46, if you don't mind real quick. 46. This is another beaut. I love this one right here. Here we go. Mr. Chairman, just for information, I think it's the record and the actual assessor's roles will show that uh, property values increase and increase sometimes significantly when they're located adjacent to natural parks in Pima County. It's occurred in the Tucson Mountains. It's occurred in every mountain park mm -hmm. we have, every uh, major natural park that we have in the county. There you go. Hang on. Russell, welcome to KNST. Hello, Russell. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Oh, all right, what's happening? Well, you know, there's both sides of that thing. Number one, you know, that, and I'm not sticking up for this guy either way, but just to be at a neutral, like you always are on your show. I'm not neutral. A, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You yeah. try to tell the truth. Yes, And that's okay. all we want. Okay. But anyway, he, the guy that's giving it to Pima County got two golf courses. He got one fixed up, which is running right now. And he seems to be doing pretty good. This one down there, it costs too much money to fix it up. And the county handed a tax bill. Wait, wait. So you cut you, 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 Hang, hang on. Your your phone sucks. It, you, so it costs too much to fix up, and what happened? So it costs too much to fix it up to get the new this golf yeah. course. He's got which is doing good. Then this other golf course, which is the one you're talking about, costs too much to get fixed to get it up and running. And it's not economical to have two of them going right there anymore. So he made some kind of a deal so, to have Pima County take it over. Here, you take this from me. Here, you take it. That's what he did? Yeah, exactly, because they gave him a tax bill. And he doesn't want to pay. And nobody in their right mind would want to pay that tax bill on a vacant piece yeah. of land if you can't use it. And he can't, and, he can't sell it. Nobody wants to buy it. Yeah, and Green Valley Rec doesn't want it. Yeah, so it, it, it's just turned into a nightmare, you know? Exactly. But there's a lot of people that walk down that course, and when Pima County gets it and somebody falls and breaks their leg, who's going to pay for that? Well, that's why I played that somewhere. They say, Shelly, Ellie Miller asked, is there any liability? And yeah, then, then and Huckleberry said, no, there's no liability. No, none at all. Yeah. But, you know, then by the same token, the people that live along the golf course paid extra 
to live next to that golf course, and now there's no golf course there. Not my problem. Yeah. You know, there's just a, it's just a nightmare down there with that thing. Well, you know, you know what? That, 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 that's not taxpayers' problem. It sucks for the people down there to do it, but that, that's for them to deal with, right? Yes, exactly. You know, I live down here, and I drive by it all the time. I don't play golf. It just, my roads going to my house is so messed up that they're going to take that thing in, you know? Exactly. Just, like, that's the thing. Your roads, they, they're supposed to fix the roads, and there's no roads yeah. being fixed. Exactly. Not like exactly. they should. Exactly. Oh, so, Russell. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate know. it. But no, listen, I thank you for the phone call and the information. I appreciate that. We'll have more in the next hour on this because uh, uh, they brought that up. Like, what happens if we don't do this? Wait till you hear that answer and more from Allie and Steve Christie coming up on KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. 909 on this Trump Day. It's April 18th. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need uh, to know. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, number one. You have, and this is this is uh, this is crazy, and we'll see if it works out. The uh, former CIA director Mike Pompeo and. He will be the next Secretary of State. Had a secret meeting with Kim Jong-un Easter weekend. Trying to work out details for the big Trump meeting with Un. Um, Wow, how about that? Man, oh man, oh man. Again, if uh, these talks go through and the peace happens, media will downplay that too. Isn't that crazy? They'd celebrate Obama for being the greatest person of all time if, if he did it. Second thing that I think you need to know, Pima County. Forget fixing roads. They just basically... Uh, we're given 130 acres, a defunct golf course out of business. Donated 130 acres. Now they got to spend 90 grand fixing it up and 100 grand a year and maintaining it. Allie Miller's the only one that voted against it. Uh, she'll join us in just a second on that. Third thing, I think you need to know the economy is booming. States are collecting record tax revenue. Yep. States are collecting more than they thought they would, all thanks to Trump's tax reform story in the Washington Free Beacon about that. Uh, there was a report that came out. And this is really incredible stuff that said states are now actually collecting more revenue than expected, all because Trump's tax reform closed loopholes and uh, some deductions, and now states are collecting more money than they thought. And and it's, it's better than they thought it would be. How about that? But no, that will never get talked about. Three things I think you need to know. And by the way, real quick, before I get to Allie, and I know she, thank you, just, just chill out me for just one second. I have an update for you. This California tenured professor that celebrated Barbara Bush dying, her name is Rhonda Gerard, Cal State University, Fresno professor. She tweeted she was happy the witch is dead. She called her an amazing racist. All this crap. Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal. F out of here with your nice words. So somebody said, what are you doing? You better watch out. And she said, Tweety on Twitter, Tweety, uh, sweetie, I work as a tenured professor. I make 100K a year doing that. I'll never be fired. I will always have people wanting to hear what I have to say. Even you are one of them. Hmm. Well, her Twitter uh, description was just changed. You want to know what it says? She's now blocking everyone. It's a protected, her tweets are protected, and she has changed her description. It's changed to currently on leave from Fresno State. This is my private account, represents my opinions. Currently on leave. I will never get fired. Currently on leave, even in Waco, California. By the way, there is a San Jose Mercury news story out there 
about a Berkeley study. Berkeley study shows half of Californians support deportations and the Muslim travel ban. What? San Diego voted to be part of the lawsuit to sue, to go after the sanctuary state law there in California. I mean, things are kind of turning around, aren't they? But the media says everybody hates Trump. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, let's get back to this story. Uh, $90,000 is what it's going to cost, supposedly, to fix up this park down in, uh, well, this golf course and turn it into a park down in Green Valley. We, before we give it to on, can we play a soundbite real quick, if you don't mind, Ryan? Um, let's play Steve Christie, number 47. Uh, he names all these groups and people that support uh, the, the county taking over this, this golf course, turning it into a park, costing taxpayers money. Here we go. Good. Green Valley has embraced this open, natural setting with unbridled enthusiasm. Unbridled and enthusiasm. already, maintenance partnerships to care for the park are in the works. This property conveyance to the community of Green Valley is thoroughly supported and endorsed by the Green Valley Recreation, Green Valley Salvadita Chamber of Commerce, mm. Country Fair of White Elephant, oh. Mark D. Napier, Pima oh. County Sheriff, okay. the Town of Salvadita Department of Parks and Recreation, Let them take the Kanoa Hills Redevelopment Committee, the Green Valley Desert Hills Number 4 HOA, number the Green four. Valley Council, and the Santa Cruz Valley Bicycle Committee. The bikes. Well, as long as the bicycle uh, bicycle committee supports it, I mean, it's uh, well, hell yeah, wow. You know what? I can get behind this now because the bicycle committee is back it. What Wheels about the up. what about the fun committee? Is the fun committee behind it too? They probably are. Yeah, silent part. Uh huh. Allie Miller is the only one that voted against this, and she was raising all kinds of great questions, and even brought up the fact that. The Green Valley Parks and Rec didn't even want this thing because it made no sense and it was a big money loser. Allie, thanks for joining us this morning. How you doing? I'm doing good, Garrett. How are you? All right. Did the bicycle committee give you approval or no? Um, I did not hear from the bicycle committee. Oh, <laughs> the bicycle committee. Are you? <laughs> I know. Are you kidding me right now? This is insane. You know, we can't fix the roads, and it, it, it's non. This kind of deal is nonstop, and there are three memos. Three different estimates. The uh, maintenance started out at 80K on April 2nd. The latest memo this week came out just before the board meeting. Now it's up to 100K. That's a 25% increase from memo to memo. And who knows what the true cost will truly be. Um, the Parks and Rec Department in Pima County, uh, they were approached originally on this, and they wrote a scathing memo about how to Mr. Huckleberry about how this does not fit in with our um, trail system and, and the things that we're doing in Pima County, and it's going to be very expensive to do the cleanup because it's all buffalo grass and overgrown. And they said that they expected that there would be a whole lot of complaining from the residents because it's been neglected for years. And now Pima County's taken it into their inventory, and I have my doubts about the $90,000 number up front. I think it's going to cost more than that to do 130 acres of cleanup. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more expensive. Um, but end of the day, why are we doing this? Because everybody loves parks. Got to have parks. We need I, parks. And no, again, and again, it's going to be. And those are the people yeah. that are screaming the loudest about the roads. Yeah. And and they'll, then I'm looking at them and I'm going, you know, I get it. I want a park. I wish I could hand out parks to everybody. But right now, we can't afford a park. But that never stops. Um, this madness in Pima County, and Huckleberry sent out a memo last week 
He's already going to increase the flood control levy uh, by two cents per hundred of assessed value. He's already got that on his radar, and that's how this park is going to be managed. So already a tax increase a for tax that increase. department, which includes you know where these, this parcel is going to go. Well, but why is he doing that? Because he said that uh, parks increase the value of homes. And the tax increase collected by homes next to the park will offset the maintenance fees. We played that soundbite several times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for those tax revenues to go up with the purchase of this park. Okay. Yeah, and, by, and by the way, can you imagine if the uh, assessor actually raises the value of those homes to, to increase their taxes? Those people will then fight that and say, "No, don't raise my taxes." Absolutely, they will. Ugh. And uh, yeah, this is that that is the constant smoke and mirrors you get from Chuck Huckleberry. You can never get a straight answer out of him. And one of the things that I, I noted, his original memo said uh, they were going to get the golf course, quote, donated, and then uh, the Pima County was going to do the asbestos abatement on three restrooms, and that was going to cost us $225,000. And then he sent another memo and said there is no asbestos, but I just listened to the video from the boardroom yesterday, and, and I didn't catch it yesterday, but he said that report uh, is uh, we paid for it, so we did the asbestos analysis. Why didn't we make the golf course owner yeah. do that? Wasn't it like $36,000, too? Um, no, for the asbestos analysis, he said $1,000. Oh, $1,000, okay. And then he said that um, he was, um, that I didn't say there was an asbestos, uh, when I listened to the, the video just now, and I went, wait a minute, his memorandum said there was no asbestos. So I don't think we really know what we're getting. And, uh, you know, asbestos abatement for those three restrooms will be 225000 according to his original memo. Well, and, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what, what the true story is on this because his memorandum that came out just before the board meeting that they had a study done and there was no asbestos. Um, Allie Miller's with us now on KNST AM790, Pima County Supervisor District 1. Can you hang on for me for just a minute? I want to ask you uh, about, uh, I'm hearing there's more buildings that are actually on the land right. that uh, that the owner apparently is going to keep, which I don't understand why. And and what the heck is going on with Steve freaking Christie? Yep. What the heck? Hang on for me if you don't mind, Allie, okay? Okay. All right, thank you very much. We'll continue in five. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Mission. 924, thank you for hanging out. It's going to be about 86 and sunny today, which is nice. Could be a lot worse, right? Could be back east where it's just nasty. Anyway, uh, we're at 62 right now. I thought it was 62 when I got here. I mean, it was felt warmer. Anyway, uh, we're continuing with Allie Miller right now. Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller on KNST AM 790. Uh, again, the only supervisor to vote against this ridiculous idea of uh, Pima County um, taking over a defunct golf course, a bankrupt golf course, trying to make it into parkland for 90 grand and then 100 grand a year to maintain that parkland. Um, so, Ali, tell me if I'm wrong. There's a couple of like buildings that the owner, even though he donated the land, the owner of the golf course, Morgan North, I believe, he is actually keeping those two buildings. What are they and, and why? Uh, one of them is a maintenance uh, facility, and that building um, in the original memo from Chuck. He said the owner is asking $325,000 for the maintenance facility, although he has offered to trade for county-owned property. Oh. And then Chuck had a budget estimate for the facility uh, of around $295,000. 
and yesterday he said, oh, we never intended to buy it. Well, you get a different answer every time you ask the question. Yeah, I heard him in the video on that because you called him out on that. He said, no, no, we didn't yeah. intend to buy it. So it's like, where did the $295,000 figure come from if you didn't intend to buy it? Right. They got a, a, an, a, an estimate appraisal. And why would we do an appraisal? And, and his, you know, the county's budget estimate for the facility ranges from two thirty to 295000 and he had 295000 Oh, you pay the most. Why not? Yeah. Um, and, so, and we know the way it works down there. Oh, well, so let me ask you this. Uh, so that was a maintenance building. Yep. What's the other thing? There is a clubhouse. Um, I have not seen the pictures of it, but there's also a clubhouse. And the clubhouse was never, as far as I know, in consideration for us to buy. But end of the day, if you're donating the golf course, uh, you sh- and and we're taking that uh, that maintenance nightmare off your hands, then uh, you know why wouldn't you donate the maintenance building? Well, so, that's the thing. Like, I, what a bad deal! It, it just, yeah. Is Chuck friends with this person? Um, he gets a lot of contracts from Pima County, um, and he. Oh is, man. And he is personal friends with Steve Christie, and Steve did have a um, the county attorney weigh in on whether there was a conflict, and, and obviously there wasn't. Um, you have to have a financial interest in something. Yeah, but still, um, I mean, why not say, you want us to take over this? It's going to cost taxpayers a lot of money. Give us the building so we can sell it, so we can make some money to cover the costs. Exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? And, and why wouldn't you do the uh, cleanup before you handed it off to Pima County taxpayers? I know why. Yeah. If I was this guy, hey, if you can get away with it, if you can dump your bad investment onto Pima County taxpayers, who wouldn't, right? And, and you know what? Why didn't Steve Christie demand that? You want us to take it over? Clean it up. Why, yes. why the taxpayers? Well, Clean fine, it up yeah. first. Uh, we don't want it uh, coming to us in ill repair and the, the golf court course, um, the, the golf cart paths and the uh, drainage uh, culverts, and, uh, were, they look in really bad shape to me. Um, but, you know, end of the day, we won't know the true cost of it because of the way things are done. He'll put it on some uh, master agreement so that it's very difficult to track the cost. You know, all, this, all we get are the estimates. This just reminds me, and Allie Miller's on KNST AM790. This just reminds me, or, or, or just makes me think that Steve Christie used the Satish Hiramath School of Negotiation yeah. on this situation. You know, yeah, just like at the national level, you just look at it and you go, who's doing these negotiations? Come on. You don't just take a golf course in. You would have at least gotten a maintenance facility thrown in the deal. As you said, you could sell it, make the money to fix it up. Um, and I, I, ex, I suspect we may see the uh, maintenance facility or more things come back later. Um, we did raise a big ruckus about this and made a big deal of it back in December when it first came up uh, because it's just beyond belief that you're asking taxpayers to, um, for another sales tax for roads because we can never fix them because I know, they're, they're our highest priority, but we just don't have the money. And you're going and doing something like this right in the middle of that. Yeah. Just, yeah. And Steve Christie was a car dealer. You know, this is like a trade-in. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a deal maker. This is the worst deal ever. Yeah. You know, I and- would think you would have negotiated something on this. But, you know, um, this is the thing that's very disturbing is, Whenever it's one of the friends or a crony or whatever, um, we we take these things in and we do these deals, and and it hurts Pima County, the taxpayers, the roads. You know, they're all all of a sudden that's that's a big deal. But we can never do it unless we increase taxes. Yeah, but, of course. Hey, if we want to buy a golf course or if we want to buy whatever, right in the midst of this, this is what is so shocking to me. Is right in the midst of this whole mess on the roads. Um, 
they're going to do this. This is unbelievable. Um, it is. So, so and by the way, usually, and I don't know if Steve's out of town. I'm going to send him a text. But usually by now, I'd get texts from him or someone that works with him saying stuff like, hey, I'll talk or this or that or blah, blah. And there's nothing. You know, but I'm going to ask him, like, what exactly was the plan here? Yeah. Um, so he and you, you think that he and uh, uh, and Huckleberry worked together to get this deal done? Oh, I know they did. Um, he told me they did because that's when I found out about it back in December. And he said he had a friend that was going to donate a golf course. And, of course, I immediately... My reaction was the Oro Valley golf course, um, <laughs> did, not knowing anything about this golf course. And so I said, it better not be one of those. Oh, no, no, it's going to be a good, it's a great deal. Well, okay. And now you're out peddling a sales tax. And oh, by the way, we got to do this. And I was shocked Sheriff Napier waiting on this. Yeah. One. And what, what the hell does Sheriff Napier have to do with anything? Yeah. Here? And he has to now, oh. he has to provide, um, you know, coverage for that park now. He has to patrol it. Mm-hmm. Um, that came up in the meeting, and I wonder what the cost of that is. It's all these little hidden costs, and, and I don't think he has deputies to spare. And, um, yeah, and the increases in taxes are nonstop. We just have to stop doing this. Yeah, we really Can you hang off me for one second, too? Sure. I hate to, hey, Ducey, i got to take a quick break, but I want to also ask you more about this and Steve Christie and also the fact that there was a resolution coming or opposing Trump sending national guard, uh, national guard troops to the border. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got to get to get talk about Supervisor Dick Elias on that. Hang on <laughs> for me, okay, Ali. Thank you. Uh, Nine thirty one. We'll continue in a second. Uh, rumor has it they're going to start wife avoidance training where single guys, when they get near jewelry stores and stuff, they turn around and run the other way. What is that bad? I'm not a part of this. Never would say such Just a thing. Just a joke. 939. Yeah, home. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Thank you. Mike Pompeo, former CIA head honcho, could be, it should be the next Secretary of State. He's going through confirmation processes. Had a secret meeting with Kim Jong-un in Easter to work out details for the meeting with Trump. So it it's, looks like it's going to happen. And uh, could we actually get peace? Can you trust a dictator, a murderous dictator? We'll see. Second thing I think you need to know, we're talking about this. Pima County, Steve Christie, Chuck Huckleberry work at a deal. It looks like one of their buddies to take over a bankrupt golf course that's losing money. Yeah, we're going to be donated 130 acres. We just got to pay 90 grand from taxpayers to fix it up and 100 grand a year to maintain it. Great deal. I have more on that coming up. Third thing I think you need to know, and I just put this on my Facebook page. This is a huge deal. This is winning. This is like big, big, big winning. Winning. Uh, there's a report out from the well, Washington Free Beacon had this story that uh, because of the Trump tax reform, closing loopholes deductions states are now swimming in cash they didn't think this was going to happen we'll have to do more on this tomorrow but it's there this is really good stuff and of course the media is not going to talk about this because it's positive for the economy and trump three things i think you need to know um by the way um i mean ali kind of mentioned this but then i'm starting to get uh, hit up on twitter and an email that the guy that donated the golf course, Morgan North, owns Borderlands Construction. Yes, he does. Right? Right, Allie? So he owns Borderlands Construction. Yes. And on, I'm looking at the website right now. Um, it says a lot of things they do. One of them, markets and projects, transportation. Yep. Right? Transportation. He, so, does, he gets a lot of multi-million dollar contracts from Pima County. For, um, he's done a lot of work on the wastewater, um, construction management. I think there was a... a one and a half million dollar um, 
added to his contract for one of his construction projects yesterday, actually, mm. during the board meeting. And here's the thing. Well, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on one second, hang on one second. It says here on the transportation part, uh, there are, I mean, it's got to be at least 16, if not more, I didn't count them, maybe even 20, at least 20, projects that his company has done with roads. Camino Seco, 22nd to Broadway. I-19 Frontage Road, Kanoa Roundabout, Kanoa. Um, La Kenyatta Drive at Kenyatta Del Oro Wash. So he's familiar with roads. Could yes, there not he be is a, a deal? Big contractor. Okay. Yeah. Could there not be a deal where he, you know, you you want us to take over this land, start paving some roads? We'll call it even. Yeah. How about doing a few miles of roads down there, or you know, do it in the Green Valley community? Yeah. Some of the roads. Yeah, that's a great idea. What, wouldn't that be nice? But we have, uh, you know, the negotiation took place, and it all works out the best for um, him. And man, this is slimy. Yeah, it is very slimy, and I in the fi- and, and what people don't know, the restrooms. These uh, Chuck said they're going to build two more for a cost of three hundred thousand, and Pima County is going to build them. He goes, well, we're in the process of soliciting donations from the community. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you know how that works out. Every time they do that, they never get the donations, and it's going to end up on the backs of the taxpayers. So this ninety k is misleading. Um, it's going to be an additional three hundred thousand um, because. I heard a, a story that the folks down there were asked if they could pay a little more for water to get the place looking good, and they would not pay it. So who expects them to give up $300,000 worth of donations? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I believe it will uh, fall on the backs of the Pima County taxpayers. Maybe we'll get a surprise. Maybe Mr. North will donate the $300,000 to fix the restrooms. You wouldn't mean that's, and on top of that, yeah, right. But, okay, so how about this? The guy has all this equipment. He does all this work, right? Yep. Couldn't he, like you said, now that we know that he does all this, he owns Borderlands, he has the equipment. Doesn't he need to actually clean up the golf course? I would assume so. It, it, Especially not, since he, he owns could, it. He, he, he certainly has the equipment to do uh, repave the, uh, the, tr- uh, you know, the golf course path. And I assume in his work that he has to deal with culverts, which they're cracked and there's rebar showing through, et cetera. Um, yeah, but why would you do it if you can get Pima County taxpayers to do it? And this, these crony deals, we have got to start standing up, and I wish Steve Christie would do this. Stand up for the future and what is right for everyone, not just for the short-term gain of an individual. And this is why we're in the mess that we're in, and this has gone on for years. Yeah. And until this is stopped, we're going to continue with this vicious cycle of, you know, oh, we want to help somebody out here. And these people aren't, aren't the poor of the community. The people who are paying for this mess are the poor. And these are the people that contact me, and they're in tears, saying, Allie, I can't afford another property tax increase. I'm going to lose my home. One of my neighbors up the street. Um, I've never met him, but I, I noticed the address. He sent an email into the county and said, "Please, I have to. I can no longer afford any more tax increases." And and these are the people who end up paying for this. It isn't like it's just this pot of money that doesn't affect anybody. They're driving more people into poverty every single time they do one of these deals. And this is a very well-off guy. And he, does he own another golf course too? Do you know? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I that's what, that's what we've been told. We had somebody from Green Valley call in saying he owns one that actually does well, and this one didn't do well, and we'll, well find out. Well, you know, I, I do. I have sympathy for people that make bad investments, but it doesn't mean you dump it onto Pima County Exactly. Taxpayer. Like, this yeah. is not, I mean, man, I, and you know what, Steve Christie, I sent him a text, and uh, he just got out of a breakfast meeting. 
He said he had he's going to be in uh, Green Valley for a meeting tomorrow morning at 8.30, and he wants to be on the show around 8 tomorrow. So hopefully at 8.10 we'll have Steve on tomorrow to answer some questions about this. So it ought to be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this this is just this is crazy right here. Now let's I have more of this, but let, let's talk about the other thing that happened there. Um, there was a resolution passed at the Pima County Board of Supervisors meeting yesterday opposing the deployment of National Guard forces that yeah. Trump wanted to do, and then uh, Governor Ducey uh, uh, supported as well. And Supervisor Dick Elias was against this, and he said it's an attack on our way of life. Yeah, Richard Elias, Sharon Bronson, um, Ramon Valadez. They all, um, you know, oppose putting the National Guard on the border. Hey, what about the uh, citizens of the United States? Yeah. Don't they deserve a little protection? This is a, I mean, these are uh, horrible drug dealers coming across the border, Mm -hmm. people from all over the world coming across that border. And I was so happy when I heard that the governor was supporting this and went down there and met with the guard troops. We need more. And militarization of the border, excuse me? Yeah. Did, That's did, what we need. We're militarizing everyone else's border, but we're not protecting ourselves. You're right. And, you know, let me ask you this, because Supervisor Dick Elias won't come on the show ever. Uh, maybe you can. I don't know if he talks to you, but, you know, can you ask him if he thought it was an attack on our way of life when Obama did the same thing? Oh, well, it was. he said that um, his answer to that was that he opposed it then. Oh, okay. He and Sharon both made sure that they... Richard said it first, and then Sharon came back and said, yeah, I, too, opposed it. Oh, yeah, Yeah, of I'll go back and find out if there was a resolution yeah. and, and a big to-do about it when Obama did it. I'm, I'm, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I doubt it as well. And I tell, you, I tell you what, I mean, I think it's an attack on the way of life of ranchers that have their land run over by drug smugglers and pickup trucks, illegal aliens randomly on the, on the, on the yard asking for stuff. I yeah. mean, it's really – and then and, and and on top of it, they're coming up here. It's an attack on our way of life as well. It's an it, attack on, on, I mean, look at Marianne Mendoza. She lost her son yes, to an illegal alien. It's moving north, and, um, and, and they said this was going to happen years ago when, this, when they, they started highlighting the issues with the border. It's going to move north. And now we have the issue with the Tucson Police Department, fewer and fewer officers. And as that happens, they are moving north. They're getting more and more emboldened. And you think it's just the ranchers down there on the southern border. Get prepared, folks. Our crime rate is going to increase if we don't do something about this. Mm. And, you know, and, and Richard Elias, oh, we have to do something about opioids, right? The opioid addiction problem. Well, Richard, how do we stop that? We stop the drugs at the border. We stop these people from coming mm-hmm. across. And I'm not letting the people that are taking them off the hook and getting addicted, but at the same time, you you say this is a, a hazard to our way of life, um, but but you don't you know. But on the other hand, you're saying we need to do something about opioid addiction. Yep. You know we got to put millions in there. End of the day, if we attack this problem head on, and I'm not saying it would cure the drug problem, but we need to have military on our border because what did we have? A thousand people headed north uh, in that caravan. And, uh, oh, that's okay. Just let them come on in, yep. and, and um, we have to deal with it. Uh, we're paying for it. The taxpayers of Arizona are paying for it. And then on top of that, we have to deal with the, it, the continuing increases in crime. And so that, that has got to stop. And, and Richard Elias, I mean, anything that Trump does, he doesn't like it. So. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, just that statement, it's an attack on our way of life. I mean, 
I know you can't say anything and you shouldn't say anything, but he is a special kind of stupid. I mean, it's be that's honestly like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and I wish he had the guts to back up what he was saying by coming on this show. He can call in. He knows he knows how to get a hold of us. Yeah, and he could he could just explain how it's an attack on our way of life. But he has no guts. He's got he's got nothing. I mean, he again he's just uh, just uh, literally a a moron. He is, and I hate just using name call, but he is literally that stupid. I'm just saying. It's, it's so unfair to the people of this country that were put on the back burner while the, the first, you know, his first instinct is we've, it's an attack on our way of yeah. life. Illegal no. immigration is an attack on our way of life. Right, exactly. And, and people are sick and tired of it, and it's time to put the National Guard on our border. We need more. And, and we need the wall. Said, as soon as we get yep. the wall, we'll be able to cut back. Yep, exactly. And we need to build that wall. I don't know if you can, again, if you could just bust his chops by asking him to knock down the wall around his property. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Dick Elias lives, and he's got probably the same same stone wall that everybody else has. Everybody has gated properties. Yeah, knock and, it down, but, knock it down. Yep, knock it down and live out there on the street like everyone else yep. where, where people are subjected. You know, he doesn't live in the neighborhood where the, the crimes happen and where the drug dealing takes place. And that's the problem. We have to... Start thinking about our own people first. And what a, that's why yeah. I support Trump. What, 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 what about this, real quick? His office. Is he in his office a decent amount? Um, yeah, he's the chair, so he's in there quite a bit. He so, lives down close to the uh, oh, board. Oh, okay, so he's, he's, he's in his office a lot. I'm sure to get in his office, you have to go through a door where there's probably a receptionist or an assistant or something like that. And oh, we're behind a secure um, area, and you have to buzz in to get in there. See, that's yeah. just not right. He needs to be out in the middle of, like, the lobby or something like that or of an outdoor office. And I mean, we have, you know, protection um, when you come into the boardroom. You have to go through a metal course. detector, and we have all kinds of security protections in place. I think it's great, I, I, but we also need to do the same thing for our schools. I don't understand that argument, but, yeah, we're living in this very protected environment, and the poor people that, you know, don't work for a government and don't have the money to build a wall around their house, um, you're leaving them out there to the wolves because you, you want to give this um, false narrative that it's an attack on our way of life. No, it's protecting our people. Yep. And, um, yeah, so it, it's business as usual down there. And, and I, I expect anything that Trump does will be met with an, a resolution. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, I thought Ramon Valadez might vote against it, but um, kind of, kind of, yeah. Nope. No. Nope. They, you know, they got to keep their three-person majority. I really thought he would. He would um, use his common sense because he's he's he knows, and these people know. But it's the uh, political gain that they get from doing things like this. Why don't they ask uh, Sharon Bronson to resign because she's white? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the white privilege. Make it fair. Yeah, make it fair. It's not yeah. right. We should all, all of us white people, yeah. need to resign. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Uh, <laughs> hey, Allie, I'll find out again. Uh, Steve hit me up after he got out of this breakfast, Steve Christie, and said, can I get on your show on 830? And I responded back uh, just a couple of minutes later, just a couple minutes ago. That'd be great. I want us to call you at 807, and I haven't heard back. Hopefully, I don't know if anybody contacted him and said, hey, don't. Shh. Uh, yeah. but he needs to go on and I know. defend us. He, he needs to explain he it. He needs to explain why is it this little short-term gain for somebody that you know mm-hmm. is not? Is, why isn't it worth the fight to do the right thing and 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 work together to um, for the better of the community, not just for a certain few individuals? Yeah. 
We'll see. Yeah. Allie, thank you for the time this morning. And uh, as we continue to get more stuff, I'd love to get you on. Thank you very much for keeping okay. up the good fight. All right. Thank you, Garrett. You got to take care. Allie Miller right now on KNSC. Radio Station. A secret mission to North Korea makes waves in Washington. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Now that President Trump has confirmed that CIA Director Mike Pompeo met with the North Korean leader earlier this month, some Democrats are crying foul over Pompeo's recent confirmation hearing to be Secretary of State. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, live in Washington. Lisa, Democratic Senator Bob Menendez is upset CIA Director Mike Pompeo didn't tell the Foreign Relations Committee about the meeting. Being forthcoming as the Secretary of State nominee is one of the standards we'd like to see for the next Secretary of State. I think he failed it. Republican Senator Bob Corker says he didn't know about Pompeo's trip. Did it bother me? Uh, no. President Trump says Pompeo's meeting with Kim went very smoothly and a good relationship was formed and that details of the upcoming summit are being worked out now. Lisa. Thanks, Rachel. Moments ago, the president again reaffirming his decision to move the U.S. embassy in Israel to Jerusalem next month as he tweeted congratulations to Israel, which is marking its 70th anniversary. A private funeral for former First Lady Barbara Bush is set for Saturday in Houston. Here's the thing. Uh, she had great faith. She truly believes that uh, she is, uh, there's an afterlife. Former President George W. Bush telling the Fox Business Network's Maria Bartiromo that because his mother was comforted in the end, so is he. And though the family is mourning. They're emotional. Yeah, you know, but uh, as I explained to them, uh, we ought to be joyful that we had one such a wonderful woman in our lives. And two, that she passed with such... Uh, such belief, strong belief. Mrs. Bush drawing tributes from both sides of the aisle. The city of Houston planning its own ceremony honoring Mrs. Bush tomorrow and the lights at City Hall will shine blue beginning tonight in her memory. Fox News, fair and balanced.